0: It's Wednesday, January 15th, 2020, 113 days since the House began its impeachment inquiry. And this is Impeachment Today. Good morning, I'm Hayes Brown, reporter and editor at BuzzFeed News. The House of Representatives will be voting today to send the articles of impeachment over to the Senate. Finally, get hyped. Okay, today we're talking to Addie Baird about the members of the House who will be prosecuting the president, a.k.a. the House managers, as it were. But before we get to all that, let's catch up on what happened yesterday. Yo, my guys, uh, what the fuck? After what feels like an eternity of things being in a holding pattern, there's a ton of news to fill you in on this morning. House Democrats announced Monday evening that they were including new information with the impeachment documents being sent over to the Senate. That included a ton of text messages, WhatsApp messages, and you know, whatnot taken from Rudy Giuliani's associate slash lackey Lev Parnas's cell phone. Rudy had Parnas and his partner running around Ukraine to dig up dirt on the Bidens and connect them the former mayor with Ukrainian officials. And the new documents show just how deeply Rudy was involved in that hunt, and apparently how much his client, President Trump, knew as it was happening. Among those documents are a letter from Rudy Giuliani to then-president-elect Volodymyr Zelensky of Ukraine. It was sent last May. In it, Giuliani says that he would like a meeting with Zelensky. He also says that he's reaching out in his, quote, "...capacity as personal counsel to President Trump and with his knowledge and consent." which is wild. It's Giuliani saying very clearly that he was acting in Ukraine with the president's consent, with his knowledge. And what he was doing was pressuring the Ukrainian government to open an investigation into the Bidens for Trump's political benefit, as was made very clear during the impeachment inquiry and the public hearings. What was missing was a clear connection between that little side project of Giuliani's and the president himself. This letter fills that gap. There's also messages between Parnas and a former Ukrainian official who gave Giuliani a bunch of the lies that he then spread. Many of those lies targeted then-U.S. Ambassador to Ukraine Marie Yovanovitch. She had frequently clashed with the Ukrainian official, and he was clear in how important it was to him that she be removed. In one message to Parnas, he stresses that if Yovanovitch isn't handled, quote, you are bringing into question all my allegations, including against B. B as in Biden, clearly. And that, I don't know, quid pro quo, if you will, where Yovanovitch goes away and the official keeps leaning on the Bidens makes that subplot of impeachment a lot clearer. Meanwhile, this is soon to be the Senate's problem. Later today, the House will vote to send the articles of impeachment over to the Senate. That ends a month of speculation about when this might actually happen. We'll talk more later in the show about what the chain of events that triggers will look like. Oh, and uh, one more thing. Apparently, we're closer than ever to having witnesses called during the trial. There are apparently at least enough Republican senators who are willing to have witnesses at all to make that happen. At least three seem to be willing to have former National Security Advisor John Bolton testify. But some Republicans are now considering witness reciprocity, where if Democrats get to call Bolton, they get to call, say, Hunter Biden. Things are very much still up in the air, with Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell saying they'll probably vote on the trial structure next Tuesday. And I gotta say, guys, things are just less certain than they have been at any time in the last month. And now we have today's reading from our Nixometer. Well, I'm not a crook. On our scale of zero is a normal day in a normal White House, and 10 is President Richard Nixon resigning and flying away in Arena 1. And this morning we're at an 82 I'll be real with y'all. I wasn't expecting the Nixomber to be jumping up at all as we moved closer to the trial and the acquittal most Senate Republicans are gunning towards. But this new information is mad incriminating. And with the chance of more coming out in the weeks ahead, we're entering uncharted waters. Will it get to the point that more Republicans question sticking with the president? We'll certainly find out. Okay, after the break, we're talking to Addy about the House impeachment managers. And uh, they have a little more to work with now, don't they? Stick around. At
1: Chief it we're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat-burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're
2: in deserves respect, love, and support support you're not getting from your current
1: sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022.
2: Hi, I'm Hillary Clinton, and I'm excited to be back with a new season of You and Me Both. You know, when we started this podcast, we were going through some tough times, and let's face it, we still are but I am a firm believer we're stronger together. So please join me for more conversations with people who will make you think, make you laugh and help us find a path forward. Listen to you and me both on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: All right, time for These Fucking Guys House Manager Edition. Today we're talking about the folks who will be running the show during the Senate trial making the case for Trump's removal. Joining us by phone direct from Capitol Hill is BuzzFeed congressional correspondent and BFF of the show, Addie Baird. Hello, Addie. Hi, Hayes. So refresh our audience's memory, if you will. Just what are the house managers and what will they be doing during the trial?
1: So the House managers are a group of members of the House of Representatives who will, during the Senate trial, make the House's case to the Senate. Basically, they will go over and they will talk about why the House voted to impeach the president.
0: Fair enough. So that sounds like a gig that a lot of people will be after. Has there been a lot of behind-the-scenes jockeying in the Democratic caucus for a slot on this team?
1: Well, yes and no. Basically, It is, like you said, a really high profile job for someone who is ambitious, who might want to be in house leadership, who might want to run for another higher office someday. It is absolutely the kind of job that you want. And yes, there absolutely has been some behind the scenes sort of jockeying for these roles, but it's actually happened much more, I would argue, right in the public I And a lot of the jockeying for these roles actually came during the hearings late last year in the Intel and Judiciary Committee. And the people who really want to be house managers were thinking a lot during those hearings about the kind of questions they would ask, how they would use their time, how they would interact with the witnesses and with different colleagues across the aisle, that was mostly, I would argue, the jockeying for
0: these roles. Sort of an audition process out in the public.
1: A hundred percent, yes. It was totally an audition process.
0: So a moment of transparency. We are in the past recording this on Tuesday. As folks are listening to this on Wednesday morning, should they expect to have an answer to the big question, who will be serving as managers?
1: It depends what time in the morning you're listening to this. (laughs) Fair. (laughs) So, yeah, what we do know is that they are going to vote on a resolution tomorrow to transmit the articles of impeachment to the Senate and name House managers. House Majority Leader Steny Hoyer told us today that he doesn't know for sure on timing. We don't know what time the House will vote on any given bill until the night before, usually. So he said he didn't know on timing yet, but he did say that it's possible that Pelosi will announce the names of the impeachment managers before they actually vote on the resolution. But that's kind of all he said and all that we know so far. So it's possible. By the end of the day tomorrow, yes, you will Absolutely, no. At the end of the day, today, when you're listening to this, it's really anyone's guess when that will.
0: So let's play a guessing game then. Whose names are being floated then as possible managers?
1: Yeah, this has been a game that we've been playing on the Hill with other reporters for a while now. There are two that we basically know for sure, and that other members have said, you know. Absolutely. Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler, the Intel and Judiciary Chairs, respectively, will be impeachment managers, and they will lead the impeachment managers team. A few other names that have been floating around, all of them have been members of the Intel and Judiciary Committees, which were obviously really closely involved in the impeachment investigation in the House. So a few other names that people have floated, Jim Himes of Connecticut, Eric Swalwell of California, who's a close ally of Pelosi's. He's on TV all the time and really good at kind of going out and making the House Democrats message. Val Demings of Florida. I think that Pelosi wants to be conscious about making sure it's not just white dudes that are headed up there to make the case. And Demings is a Black woman who's on the Judiciary Committee and was really, really kind of some star moments in the hearings. She's a really apt, questioner. She's very, very smart. And so she's also been talked about a lot. I do know that Madeline Dean of Pennsylvania, she's a a really smart freshman member also on judiciary who has kind of been jockeying for the role. And she's the kind of person who this could really kind of, this is true for Demings as well, who could really kind of have a a star turn.
0: So question, what's the latest word on Justin Amash, the now independent congressman from Michigan who left the Party mid last year.
1: So uh, we haven't really heard anything in particular. This is one of those things. The impeachment managers are one of those things that Nancy Pelosi is holding really close to the chest. And I don't think that even people really close to her know what she's thinking. But Jocelyn Amash has really been floated members of Congress by some reporters. Like you said, he left the Republican Party over differences about supporting impeachment. And he is the kind of person that could maybe go and talk to people like Susan Collins and Lisa Murkowski and kind of a more modern. Republican case for why they should vote to remove Trump from office. So I don't know, but I think it would be a really, really interesting choice. And I think he would be great at it.
0: So when Clinton was impeached, the Republicans sent over 13 members to act as managers. It sounds though like we're not looking at nearly that many in this trial, right?
1: No. I mean, again, we haven't been given any hard numbers, but I would be really surprised. I would say, you know, five or six, maybe that would be my bet. But who's to say?
0: On Thursday's episode, we'll be talking about the defense. And it sounds like on that side, they've managed to pretty neatly divvy up the tasks of who will be doing what during the trial. Has anyone done anything similar with the house managers, basically a fantasy casting to see who would be playing which role?
1: Not really. You know, it's hard to fantasy cast, I would say, before you know who you're really looking at and working with. I do think Justin Amash is sort of fantasy casting. I think that that would be a really particular role that he could play. This isn't fantasy casting. This is just like, Reality, Like Schiff and Nadler are going to lead this and play similar roles to the roles that they played in the hearings where they led their committees and really made the case in their statements. But yeah, outside of that, you know, I think that a lot is up in the air and it'll be kind of fun to see how these things shake out, especially with some of these members, you know, like Val Demings, who don't have as much of a national profile. I think that we'll be able to kind of see her or a member or two like her, craft a role for themselves.
0: Yeah, there are just so many huge question marks still as we head into the trial, including the question of witnesses. But Addie, as we continue to hunt for those answers, I know that we will be able to turn to you for guidance. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you, Hayes.
0: (laughs) Okay, it is time for the latest edition of Trial Watch 2020. It's where we run down what's happening next in the Senate impeachment trial. So we described in Monday's episode what happens once the House managers are named and how they march on over to the Senate side of the Capitol to start the trial. They'll be doing that tomorrow. Then on Thursday, per the Senate's rules, is when the process of the trial really gets into gear. Chief Justice of the United States John Roberts will come on over from the Supreme Court and be sworn in as the presiding officer for the length of the trial. He, in turn, will swear in the senators as a jury with a special oath, which reads, I solemnly swear that in all things appertaining to the trial of the impeachment of Donald J. Trump, now pending, I will do impartial justice according to the Constitution and laws, so help me God. Every senator will agree to those words and sign something called an oath book. So, yeah, it's... Like taking the black in Game of Thrones, except not at all, because some senators seem to have different ideas of impartiality. (coughs) McConnell, (laughs) Graham, (coughs) every GOP senator, basically. (coughs) Jeez, a lot of dust in this studio today. We really need to clean in here. They'll also send a summons to the president saying, uh, you've been impeached. Got anything to say about it? That's what we have for you today. Tune in tomorrow for more Trial Watch Watch 2020. Okay, that's it for today. Tomorrow, we'll tell you all about the other side of this trial, the defense team of one Donald J. Trump. They're basically the Avengers. They are nothing like the Avengers. Be sure to subscribe to Impeachment Today on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you prefer to get my disembodied voice. And uh, maybe leave us a rating and a review, please, and thank you. Also, tell your friends about the show as we all figure this out together.
2: Call one recovery now. That's one recovery
1: Hi, everybody. I'm Rachel Bonetta, and I have my very own podcast called Benched with Bonetta. You kidding me?
0: Woo! I'm just here so I won't get fined.
1: Every week, I'm going to be talking about all the things I find fascinating about the NFL, and I'm doing something that has never been done before.
0: I'm opening my DMs.
1: DMs now open. <laughs> Listen every Tuesday and join me on the bench. Subscribe now and listen to the Benched with Bonetta podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Lethal listeners. Tig here. Last season on Lethal Lit, you might remember I came to Hollow Falls on a mission, clearing my Aunt Beth's name and making sure justice was finally served. But I hadn't counted on a rash of new murderers tearing apart the town. My mission put myself and my friends in danger. Though it wasn't all bad. I'm gonna be real with you, Tig. I like you. But now, all signs point to a new serial killer in Hollow Falls. If this game is just starting, you better believe I'm gonna win. I'm Tig Torres, and this is Lethal Lit. Catch up on season one of the hit murder mystery podcast, Lethal Lit, a Tig Torres mystery, out now. And then tune in for all new thrills in Season
2: 2, dropping weekly starting February 9th. Subscribe now to never miss an episode. Listen to Lethal Lit on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.